Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto. I am Octavius A. Newman. And on the other line with me, I have Adam Tedris as well. That's, are we doing the middle initial thing? Should I do the middle initial thing? I'm doing it. I mean, um, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll on that. I'm Adam J. Tedris. Oh, What's up? yeah. In the J, information. The J is for Jedi. As a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Now this is new information. I've known you for a few years. I've never heard about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't tell my father because the J is actually for his name, but I changed it because it, be, for the purpose of this one-shot episode, the J is for Jedi. Got Adam you. J. Tetris, yeah. Got you. Now, you mentioned one-shot. Adam, what is a one-shot? Uh, one-shot, just to, to uh, go over something that we mentioned at the very end of our last episode, one shot in the comic book universe is when you have a single issue that of of whatever character, let's say um, uh, Man Thing, one shot. Of course, you would go with Man Thing. Well, I w- you would be disappointed if I used any other right, example. Yeah, yeah. I was I already wanna, saying that in my mind. I didn't want to disappoint you. Uh, I appreciate a, that, man. A one shot is a single issue or a small set of issues that are a totally separate plot arc separate from whatever primary arc is taking place in the regularly numbered issues so you might have like man thing 16 is out but then you have a man thing one shot which is going to be a totally separate continuity a different uh story maybe it's in the past maybe it's in the present maybe it's totally separate uh, but it it allows i think uh, a, a different story to be told sort of as a pause in between a larger one Yep, and this is our one-shot episode on Star Wars The Force Awakens, a.k.a. Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, which I just found out was apparently maybe going to be called uh, Shadow of the Empire at one point in time, which would have been dope because that was the name of the N64 game, Shadows of the Empire. That was a deep dive right there because I didn't know any of that information. That's true. I read that on the internet. And as we talked about before the show started, if there's ever anything that you ever wanted, every anything that you ever dreamed of, it's already on the internet for you. Yeah. <laughs> All of the good stuff and most of the bad stuff. Yeah, if you were like, oh man, too bad that such and such doesn't exist, that's okay, my friend. It does exist. It's somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's out there. Yeah, there's a law somewhere that says uh, anything that you want to exist already does online. There's a on committee the, that's like, the, this is not on the, on the internet? Yeah. Wait, wait, this doesn't... Oh, well, let's hurry up and get this on there immediately. <laughs> this has got to change. Well, that's usually the way that you judge an idea, right? Like, has somebody already done this? Yeah, has someone true. Has someone already made uh, a series of Vine videos where it looks like I'm falling down? Ah, oh, somebody already did it. Okay. <laughs> That's right. You Google it to see if it's legit or not. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the way that we verify things. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, we used Dewey Decimal System to see, you know, where things were at, mm-hmm. uh, if it was real, if it was covered at some point in time. And now, you know, you just Google it, which is that, it's a very untrustworthy way of verifying something's existence. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, if your relationship status is not changed on Facebook, you're not really in a relationship. That is so, true. So, that is I mean, true. The power of the internet. Let me let me let me throw this at you. Um, do you think anyone on the internet has done a podcast in which they talk about Star Wars: The Force Awakens? No, no. I, think I, we I agree the, with you. I think we are the, the first ones. <laughs> I think this is it. 
to uh, champion this particular task to carry this load. Yeah. So um, I take it. I take it very seriously. In fact, I did, you know what? I don't think anyone has shared any opinions on the movie. <laughs> and I feel, uh, I feel like it is the burden that we bear. It is our duty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, how we're going to do this is we're going to start out by kind of giving our general thoughts, feelings, um, without spoilers. Um, yeah. And then afterwards, we're going to make a very clear... Very, very clear announcement that there's spoilers, and then we're going to kind of just talk about everything from beginning to end as much as we feel like until we're done. Yeah, it sounds good. So, um, real quick, Adam, you want to explain what spoilers are for those who may not be aware of what they are? For the uninitiated, a spoiler is uh, generally something that you want to avoid. That is when uh, you have a piece of information that reveals details about, in this example, a movie that you may not have seen yet. And if you are excited to see the movie, you wouldn't want certain details to be spoiled for you. Because if you are like me, and I think like you, Octavius, uh, you want to experience that in the theater for the first time by yourself Absolutely. rather than being conveyed by some person that you, you, you talk to at the grocery store. you be like, mm-hmm. oh, that would have been a much better experience for me if you didn't just reveal <laughs> her secret identity in the produce aisle. Like, I right. feel like I would have had a better experience if I had seen that within the context of the film itself. Thank you very much, Doug. Who, yes. Who, who, Why did you spoil that, Doug? <laughs> and so that's I know, what a spoiler is. Yeah, you spoiled it for me. Yeah. And I know for me, I don't. I do not play spoilers. Like I will get up and leave the room. I will disrupt the full conversation. I will cut somebody off if it sounds like they're about to spoil something for me. So we don't want this podcast to be full of spoilers unless you are willingly, purposefully, intentionally, knowingly stepping foot into spoiler territory. So. We're going to have an unspoiler review, unspoiler filled review, and then we're going ham sandwich. And I want to go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, We didn't didn't rehearse that phrase, so ham sandwich caught me off guard. It's all right. Uh, I like, I do like that, and uh, I don't like spoilers. And I I do want to go on record and say, talking about Force Awakens without revealing anything is legitimately difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want I want to say that out loud for posterity because I, I want that to be known. I will do everything in my power to keep it keep it secret until we reach the non spoiler part, or, or rather the, the the opposite of that, the part where the ham you and I sandwich speak freely. Part. The ham sandwich, uh, right, 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 exactly, exactly. I just want I want everybody to know it, on on the internet right now, listening to this. Uh, I'm talking to you, Barack Obama, and I, w- <laughs> I want you to know that I'm going to try just as hard as I can to keep it under wraps until it's time. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'll start out <clears throat> giving my general feelings. It's probably not going to be that long because, like you said, it's going to be hard to talk about this without talking about it. So can you um, be like just first up, can you give me a thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. Two thumbs oh, up. Two thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And you? Two thumbs up, man. As many arms as I have, the thumbs up. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And this is interesting for me to hear from you because as we talked uh, in, in our last episode, you know, Star Wars is not necessarily your most favorite pastime. No. 
Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it since then, and I feel the way people feel about Star Wars is the way I feel about Rocky. Mm. That's the mm-hmm. conclusion I've come to. So the way people are into Star Wars and they love Star Wars and everything about Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and then yeah. there's a new kind of reboot ish thing coming out with Star Wars. That's how I feel about Rocky. I understand that entirely, and and I wish we maybe we ought to do a whole another one shot just on Creed. In which about that? For like two hours, man, I'm just going <laughs> to sob a little bit. I'm just going to cry a little bit because I yeah. loved that movie. Yeah, the movie was fantastic. But, so, uh, but I, the reason that I bring that up, uh, not to sideline you completely, is I, w- I want to know what it's like to go into The Force Awakens uh, as someone who is not necessarily bought into the dogma of, of Star Wars. Well, um, I did everything that I possibly could to avoid... Any kind of opinions, feedback, thoughts, reviews. Um, I saw the first trailer where, you know, like literally the first teaser trailer and I saw nothing else because that's how I like to go into movies. Um, And all I did in preparation was watch all the other Star Wars in Machete or like we talked about, which is three, four, two. no, uh, No, it's four, five two three and six that's right um and it was and it was you know like i said the initial movies were eh, but the whole story collectively was like this is good i want to see how this continues moving forward and i was very very excited because this is a part of geek culture and geek culture is something i'm a part of um and i wanted to see a good movie i went in expecting to see a good movie and i went in expecting to feel um I think one of the things I'm looking for when I go see movies like this is to feel like I felt when I saw E.T. Or feel like Mm. I felt when I saw Indiana Jones. Or feel Mm -hmm. like I felt when I was a younger kid and I was like, wow, whoa, like that kind of thing. And as I've gotten older and I watch movies, it's different kind of genres of movies are not going to make you feel that way. It's not as easy to get to that place, I think. Exactly. But I will say, and I, this is this is the best I can do without spoiling it, is this is one of those movies that made me feel like, what's happening next? What's happening next? Oh my gosh, now what? Oh, what's going to go on now? And what's this? And oh my gosh, like I, f- I felt that way. And that was really good. So, Well, talk um, to me about uh, when you saw it, what the environment was like. Did you go uh, the, the night before it released, the, the day it released, the day after? What was, what was the crowd like? Did that help or take away? Um, I went on the Friday that it released mm-hmm. and, uh, I was one of the first people in that line. I intentionally got there early because it's important for me to have good seats. Okay. I want to sit in the middle, middle, as we like to put it. Like you want to, don't want to be too high. Don't want to be too low and only too far to the left or the right. So I got great seats. I was doing everything that I possibly could to avoid as much spoilers as I possibly could. So, um, I basically told the internet via Twitter that it was not going to spoil this movie for me. I threatened it. You know, I said, Internet, you are not going to spoil this for me. How, okay? did, the, uh, how did the Internet react? They, I bet they like that. They're pretty easy going. Well, the Internet uh, responded with some, you know, jokes that weren't spoilers. But I stopped looking because if you threaten the Internet, the Internet might punch you back harder than you punch it. <laughs> so <laughs> I made my threat and then I ran. You know what I mean? I was like, because, you know, there's some jerks that are going to be like, oh, really? Oh, really? Well, guess what? X, Y, Z happens. Yeah. So, 
you know, I was smart enough to uh, threaten the internet from a distance. You know, with it, within my group of friends, uh, we, we had to, uh, and these are the, the, the guys I grew up with when I was a lot younger. We don't see each other as often, but we talk as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to issue a statement, like a declaration, and it was, every single person in this group of friends must see Star Wars by Christmas Day, mm-hmm. or else you are signing into having things spoiled for you. This is how it goes, my friends. That's how it that. works. Uh, and, and I was in that, for sure. I, I saw it the, the night before. Uh, it was the 17th. came out on Friday the 18th. I saw it Thursday, the 17th, 11 p.m., RPX, which I mean, oh, I yeah. think that, that's a real pretty experience. Something uh, like that, whatever. And... Uh, and I was ready. And, and like the thing is, is maybe you had this feeling wash over you too. But when I was in the theater and I was sitting down and the only thing left between me and spoilers were the previews, I have yes. never felt more safe in my life. <laughs> I felt like I had reached a sanctuary. We have like, made it. This is it. I, now I'm, I'm safe. No one can ruin this experience for me except maybe J.J. Abrams or George Lucas. Right. Uh, and that did not happen. I had some camaraderie with strangers, the people who were in the, the audience with me. They, we were you know, riled up and excited. I felt, you could feel this energy coursing through the room. We were all so excited. And, uh, and it was cool, man. Like All I did was smile for two hours. Whatever the yes. runtime was, all I did was smile the whole time. Yes. Except for maybe one time. Man, we'll oh, talk okay. about that. We'll get into that a little later. But uh, it was... It felt like joy. It felt like, like you said, that feeling that you had when you first watched E.T. Mm-hmm. Total escapism. I was gone into another world. Not thinking about anything else. Not uh, worrying about what you're going to do afterwards. Not yeah. waiting for it to end. Not no. asking it to hurry up. Yeah. No, I thought it was paced very well. The, it, it was gorgeous. Uh, it was funny. It was uh, The action was spectacular. Seeing old faces. A lot of old faces. Uh, old lines, things that I've been quoting since I was a little kid. A lot yeah. of those things came back up. I, I just, you know, it felt like getting a good high five. And it was okay. just, mm, that like energy that transfers friend? between two people, when you get a good high five, you just feel like, oh my God, I'm, I, was, I, was, I was in it. I felt so good. Yeah. yeah. And it made me wish, it made me wish I was uh, younger. I, so that way I could just like go home and justify buying 100 Ray action figures or whatever. Well, you don't necessarily have to be young to buy action figures. No, I, I know that's true. I, I think I was looking for an opportunity to make that a reality without having to explain it to the next person that I bring into my apartment. I, I, yeah. That's that's largely <laughs> what I was looking for. Yeah. So now I think it's time for us to, we might as well go ahead and just, you know, because it's getting harder and harder to say anything. Remove without, the muzzle. Yeah. So. Now, this is officially your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. I say again, spoiler warning. If you have not watched Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars Episode 7, do not listen any further. Turn this off. Go listen to it. I mean, go watch the movie. Do whatever you got to do. Because if you keep listening and we spoil something, this is your fault. It's your fault. (laughs) You asked for this. This is that's true. If if you're if you're stuck with us right now, which means uh, uh, if you're still listening, 
you are you are ready to listen to a full exposure of the film in every detail. Right. And that's cool. And I, I'm not going to I'm not going to keep that away from you. So we can I think we can get into it now. Now. Yeah. Pass the wall. Pass the spoiler wall. Ready, yep. set, go. All right. So go for it, Adam. Tell me what you thought. <sighs> what was your what was your favorite part? Let's start with that. Do you have a favorite part? Yeah. Okay. Uh favorite part. Uh in near near the end of the movie. I had so many favorite parts it's it's a little overwhelming to even think about like mm-hmm. where where do I start? One one of my one of my favorite parts, uh near the end of the movie, uh as the Star Killer base is being destroyed and the ground is falling uh away from under the feet of Kylo Ren and Ray. By the way, right. did Ray have a last name? I can't remember. I don't recall. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, Ray is what what stuck with me. Yeah. Okay. So Ray and Kylo Ren they're fighting, and uh, or, or Finn and Kylo Ren are fighting, and then Ray and right, Kylo right. Ren are fighting, and uh, the the moment when Ray has the lightsaber come to her hand when she yeah. uses the Force to attract the saber, and it comes to her hand and lights up like. Bzzz. I mean, the the crowd around me exploded. That that small moment reminded me so much of watching uh, Luke in 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 Empire Strikes Back when he's mm-hmm. hanging upside down and he's in the Wampa cave. Oh yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He he uh, uses the force to to grab the saber and cuts himself free. It was so awesome, and and there were a lot of moments that were very similar to that one. But I felt like that was the culmination, like. Like, this chick is so badass, and if you had any doubt in your mind, that is, it's extinguished now. And right. this is going to get so real when the two of them are fighting, and I'm just, I, I felt like that was kind of the peak. Like, everything was so good, and building, and building, and building, and right at that moment, man, I could have, my chest could burst. I was so excited. Yeah, that was, that was a great moment. Um, because you knew something was happening at that moment because you see the lightsaber kind of shaking and you see Kylo Ren with his hand outstretched towards it, summoning it. And he's kind of, yeah. it's not moving. So you're thinking, oh, is someone resisting him? Is someone pulling it and he's pulling, he's pulling in the opposite direction? And then it finally moves and then it whips into her hand and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, it is about to go down right now. Oh, it was so good. It was and, about and to I, th- I mean, th- that was one of so many moments. I had so many moments similar to that one where I just, I, 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 I was going to lose it. I was over the top. I was so damn excited watching that movie. What about you? Did, did you have a favorite other than that? I think everybody I, loved that. Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite moments. Okay, so for example, for me, when it goes into movies, I told you on last, I told you guys on last episode, you have to earn my excitement, you have to earn my happiness, you have to earn my joy, you have to earn my gasp. You know, I don't just hand those all out because you because you're supposed to have them, right? So. Um, I, and the thing is, I love having those moments. So I'm not an old curmudgeon that goes, mm, how can I not like this? How can I, like, that's not, it is. I, I, I am dying for those moments. I want to be surprised. I hate seeing something coming. That's why I avoid spoilers and I avoid trailers. So there's the point where Finn and Ray are running around in like the desert and they're running and that running was, uh, and running. They were, they were on Jakku in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. They're running and they got BB-8 and they're running around. And, you know, they're like, we need we need a, a, a plane or something like that. And they're running towards this. They're running towards some sort of plane. And then Finn goes, what about that one? And she goes, that's a piece of junk. And the camera doesn't turn. The camera doesn't turn for you to see what he's talking about. So the plane in front of them explodes. And they're like, yeah. okay. So I guess we'll go to the other one. And then when the camera finally turns to give you the reveal, Millennium Falcon. God, I was like, yo. Like, I did not see that coming. Huge payoff. Great happiness and joy. And yeah. like I told you about before, why do I care about this? Remember yeah. I said, I don't care. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. I don't care about How did so that what? change? Why do you but know? It, it changed because they created some, they created a level of anticipation because they're like, something's going on. We need to go over here. And there's a misdirection because I didn't mm. see the Millennium Falcon coming. I didn't see, oh, this is about the Millennium Falcon at all. There was no kind of lead up to that. And from watching the past movies, I knew what role that this played. I knew about Han Solo and I knew about, you know, what, what, what that, what that actual ship had done in the, the other movies. So that kind of, aha, here we go. You didn't see that coming, did you? I was like, man, you got me, JJ. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That was one of the moments that I remember. Like, this is a really, I feel really good right now. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I, I felt like that, that moment where, where uh, they dismiss the ship and they're like, oh, they, they, we're not going to use that one. It's garbage. Right. And then the other, the, the nice polished one they're going after blows up and they turn around and it's the Falcon. That moment confirmed to me that jj understood like he was he was he was a star wars fan just like you and i and okay just like me <laughs> and he's a star wars fan i'm a star wars fan but i'm yeah. just not as much of a fan as everybody else right right exactly but he was he was a fan for similar reasons and he understood the the context of the universe the fact that everybody always talks uh, trash on the Falcon, like that is a very big part of the movie, and and I think that's one of the things that's so endearing about so much of Star Wars. Very little of it is polished, and even from the production aspect, the way they put the movie together based on the the scraps that they had, and everything went wrong, but they made this brilliant movie. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's a dirty film. They're just like trudging around for a little while, and uh, I. I, I think there's such an appreciation for the Millennium Falcon because this it's like it it looks like it has lived through yes. so much. Great and, point. Great and point. and and I think for the director to say like I I understand the joke I get the gag I have an appreciation for this for this object as if it were more than an object, uh, and then to bring it back to us that felt like a gift and it felt like a nod like right at that moment jj abrams was he was behind the film reel nodding he was like okay you don't doubt me now do you that was and, a good moment and i was oh man that was magic that was magic yeah and one of the things that you said that i thought was really good is um <clears throat> even looking at the older movies i think the big picture of the story means a lot more to me than the individual movies so um, seeing four, five, and six in comparison to one, three, and two, one, yeah. one, one two, and three, um, one, two, and three look kind of polished and 
very kind of fresh and kind of sterile, the, yeah. the universe. Yeah. And four, five, and six, and seven mm-hmm. look lived in and dusty, and it looked yes. like people reside here. It yeah. doesn't look like a set, you know? You don't right. look like, here's a lightsaber that's a very clean and pristine, and this is the first time that you've ever seen it. You know, it's dirty and grungy and crusty, you know? If, mm-hmm. this, is Luke's, if this is Luke Skywalker's lightsaber that, you know, has been sitting down here for X amount of time, you don't see it, and it's shining. So Yeah, and that's, that actually brings me to one of the things that I, I think I loved the most about episode seven force awakens in that they used so many practical effects and uh, i can think of one other movie that came out this year that is is definitely in my my top 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 list uh that used an uh, abundance of practical effects mm-hmm. to a huge benefit and i would say that, that that's uh mad max fury road oh yeah 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 uh, and you know what like it's so visceral you f- you feel the things that take place in mad max it's almost impossible to escape the uh the the feeling of those things the proximity you are you are part of whatever chaos is ensuing on the screen right. and in star wars the practical effects extend from the aliens that you meet, the creatures that pop up, uh, the robots, BB-8 for uh, most of the time BB-8, on screen. Yeah. BB-8's incredible. And the fact BB-8 that BB-8 was a you know, working robot for much of those scenes, you feel that. It, it, it has a certain gravity that is impossible to deny. How and amazing is it that a robot is actually seen? It, it's, it's, it's not a living thing. No. But... It's acting and the way they pulled off that particular character. I mean, it had personality. It basically said thing. It gave somebody a thumbs up, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was doing the thing where you're like, you could see it trying to make a decision when Finn was asking, you're like, yo, tell him where we're going. And it's like, uh, 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 am I going to do this? You know, like, and they, they yeah. pulled that off in a way that made you go, this is not a human being, but your brain kind of lets that go. It suspends reality for the time while you're in the seat. And that's, I think that's, it's a great job. You're not sitting here going, this is fake, you know, and your brain's sitting here deciphering. Oh, well, let me just put aside the fact that I know this isn't real. Like that's not even a thought that's crossing my mind. But I I think that that is the power of star Wars. And you know, as, as I'm thinking about it, as you're speaking now and I'm, I'm hearing that I'm thinking the, uh, the robots, the droids that are in star Wars are really good reflection of what makes star Wars so immersive, which is you begin to care for these lifeless things and you believe that they do have life and star Wars in a very large way is, is, just a bigger scope for the very same set of feelings, right? You, you suspend disbelief and you believe that this world has life. These people have life. They've come from somewhere. They're going places and you are here with them now. And that's a large part of what I love about Star Wars is that, that I, I know I mentioned it last episode, that invitation into a living world that right. you've never seen before. And I felt that way toward BB-8. I, you know, BB-8 it was adorable. Was fun to watch. Anytime BB-8 was not on screen, I was thinking, "Where's BB-8 right now?" <laughs> well, like, I, 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 I want to know what BB-8's up to. Where, where's and, he at right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, BB-8 used to call me on my cell phone, and <laughs> he hasn't in a little while. Yeah, and what's, I what's, just he like, lost my number. Is that what's going on? I loved, I loved that. And then he would, you know, beep and boop and whistle, and Ray would respond to him as if she understands. And I didn't even flinch. You know, I didn't bat an eye. Exactly. At, yeah. at no point in time did I become a cynical 
movie watcher in 2015 and say like, how how did she learn to speak robot? <laughs> this doesn't matter. I'm having it a doesn't great matter. Time. No, there was just something really special taking place, and those practical effects really helped me go there from little alien heads popping up to the suits. Uh, it, certain certain actors, um, they all, uh, I think it was um, Simon Pegg who played the, uh, the, the guy on Jakku, the big alien guy who was paying oh, yeah. Ray. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When she would bring in scraps and, and treasures and stuff, that was, uh, that was Simon Pegg. And the, the suit, the outfit, the, the way that you look like, uh, you can look at him and he looks like he, he can be touched. You can feel that. Right. Th- those are the things that were missing from the prequels. Shame on you, George Lucas. You don't have to use <laughs> this nasty technology just because it's available, right? They spend so much time thinking about whether or not they can do it. They don't ask themselves whether they should. And mm-hmm. that's... A quote from Jurassic Park. Uh, way to go. Way to go. Or, right there. or maybe Good not pull. a direct quote. Anyway. Fair enough. That's a, that's a, that is one of the we'll classic <laughs> paraphrases from Jurassic Park. <laughs> so let's start talking about some specific characters. Um, and then I guess we can talk about some of the story, story points that we liked and didn't like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, did you have I, a favorite character? Did you, like, did you leave the film thinking like that, that dude, that was my dude. Finn's my dude. Finn, John Boyega, Finn. John Boyega. I mean, um, I was very, 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 very pleased with John Boyega's job as Finn. Um, I loved his story arc. I love the fact that first of all, very rarely do we see black men who are a lead role or a co-lead role and, and, and women, for, for that matter, who are lead roles in movies of this magnitude. This is the biggest movie ever. This movie has, at this point, made $1 billion in ticket sales. With a what? B. $1 billion. That's okay. Oof. And the lead roles are a black male and a woman. Uh-huh. Like that's that's a really 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 big deal, and me as a black man, when you start looking at who in geekdom, who in these stories, and who are the the heroes and and the people that you look up to, who that look like me that I can relate to, yeah, you know what I mean, and to see John Boyega, and to not see him as this stereotypical role of like I'm black. I'm from an urban, impoverished environment. I overcome the odds. And as a result, now I have a chip on my shoulder or da 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 It wasn't like it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like that at all. The character Finn was a fantastic, fanta- they did a great job with him to see this guy who's a stormtrooper. Yeah. And he actually is put in a situation. He's like, uh, I don't know if this is what I want to do. So you see him kind of make a decision to be courageous. And then later on in the movie, you see him doubt his decision and go, you know what? I can't do this. And then decide he wants to run away and then decide he wants to come back. You know what I mean? So you see this difficulty in figuring out what the right thing to do is. And I appreciate that. That made me care about this guy. That's one of the things that I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Let me uh, you finish. You finish. Well, what they what they didn't do is they didn't go. Here's your black guy. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's your black guy, and um, we're going to make him stereotypically black because that's what you black people want. So here. It yeah. wasn't like that. It was like, here's an awesome character. He's black and he's a male. Period. Mm-hmm. You know? 
So I think personally, I think that Finn has the force personally. Oh, okay. You're you're making a uh, you're making a prediction. You I'm jumping out there and I'm saying it. Okay. Well, I mean, we we see Finn use a lightsaber pretty competently. Right. Uh, he he goes toe to toe with Kylo Ren, and I think a, you know a real Star Wars purist. Uh, would have a difficult time with that, or did most likely. I know I've seen some uh, some uncertainty on the internet in mm-hmm. which someone is saying, "How could you know a stormtrooper step to uh, a, a dark Jedi or a, like a Sith in in training?" And I I to that I say, I mean, I think there's a lot going on in which it's about conviction. Like Finn knew what he was fighting for and mm-hmm. he had to figure it out. He, he, he straight up says in the beginning, I don't know what I'm fighting for. And he, he's figuring it out. He's fighting for these people that he, he, uh, he's palling around with and he begins to care about. And right. he had a conviction that was very strong, if not trained, but very strong. And he was going toe to toe with someone who had a kind of a wavering conviction. Kylo Ren, you know, was all about, the struggle, this this internal turmoil of who am I supposed to be? Am I yeah. good? Am I bad? You know, who do I honor? Um, so I think that made that possible, right? It was like faith against skill, sort hmm. of thing. Well, let me break it down like this for you, Internet. Okay, here's what I think. Here's my uh, theory. Okay, so <clears throat> we see this stormtrooper who comes out. Somebody dies in front of them. And when that stormtrooper like rubs their hand across the helmet, that moment in the theater to me as the person watching made me go, what just happened there? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What, 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 what was that? I remember sitting there going, wait, I wasn't like, oh, OK, whatever. Or, oh, that guy, that guy cares about the stormtrooper that died. That made me go something just happened there something kind of mystical or magical just went down and i didn't even know who that i didn't even know who that was Mm -hmm. i didn't know that that was finn but i was just like okay what's going on with that so that's one that's in kind of building my the finn has the force kind of conversation second thing is kylo ren turns and looks at him and he doesn't yeah. just glance at him. He stares at him. I'm like, what are you looking at? Again, you think he senses go, it. He feels that. That's what I'm, that's the kind of, that's the thought process I'm having. I'm like, well, what are you looking at? Well, the force you know? exists between all living things. So, it, you know, I think, I right. think Jedi and, and, and purveyors of the force, like they, they, they feel that like a, like a radar between one another. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. Right. And then we have a situation where this guy is torn and he's hyperventilating and he's looking around. He sees what's going on. And then he then decides to break Poe. Poe Dameron, is it? Yeah, Poe Dameron. Decides to break Poe out. So wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a second. What just happened now? So you're trying to tell me you were taken at birth. You were raised up. You were made into a stormtrooper, and then magically, one day, the first time you're in battle, one moment in kaboom, you're a good guy, huh? Okay, I see. Wait what a you're minute. At. That that doesn't something happen there. There's got to be a just, greater force at play. Something just went down, and especially if this is called Star Wars. What the Force Awakens? Okay. Then it's kind of like, well, did the force just awaken? Did something just quicken in him? That's what, that's what I took away. And I was like, ah, okay. Another situation, Ray and Finn are in the Millennium Falcon. They're flying it around and, you know, they have that amazing kind of 
dogfight and they fly out of there and whatever the case happens. Then they come together and they have this moment. They were like, oh, my gosh, how did you do that? I don't know. How did you do that? Did you have any training? No. You do you have training? No. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. And they kind of have this. How did we do that? We don't know how we did that. That yeah. was so cool. And that to me goes, all right. That yeah. kind of sounds like the force to me. Yeah, you got to. That's a good ear. I, you know, I didn't even, I didn't think about it in that angle. I just kind of thought, you know, here's two young guns who are surprised that they survived. But yeah. you, there's, I, I like that. I like the idea that maybe it's, maybe it's not just Ray who's got the force coursing through her, which is, it's clear that she does. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a little more to it than that. And it, it goes a little bit into my theory, which is, you know, the 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 force. The light side of the force is uh, attempting to balance the scales. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything, any element that carries over from the prequels, it's that the force can be balanced. Anakin was sold as the one who would bring balance to the force. Hmm. Uh, that's what the Jedi Council said. You and were the chosen one! Exactly, exactly. And I'm, I think it, where we begin with Episode 7 is knowing that Kylo Ren... And the uh, with the first order, they're right. they're going, they're hunting down Jedi's, and they're they're slaughtering them. The only one that's left is Luke, and the only one that's left is Luke. Which means, you know, if it is a force to be balanced, then uh, they're lacking on one side. The light side is is really waning, sure, and yeah. I think as an energy, as this like this spiritual element that exists between all living things, it it strives to find a vessel that's going to help balance things, and. And it could trigger in. I, I believe that it triggers in Ray, and mm-hmm. it could trigger in in uh, in in other characters too. Like maybe Finn. Hashtag Finn has the Force, and uh, uh, and then go you, with that. You, I go mean, with you that. also you you also have that other theory about Mace Windu. Yes, tell, yes. T- talk on that. Which I totally just freestyled out of nowhere. I sent you a text, and you're like, "Is this is this true?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. I just made this up." Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Uh, so Mace Windu also Mace Windu has a uh, a a purple lightsaber. I'm drinking from a purple cup right now. Is Uh-oh. that a coincidence? Who knows? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So I sent Adam a text, and I was like, "What if Finn is Mace Windu's son?" taken at birth and then that's all i had you know well you know you know what's interesting because i i like that idea in in that i like just having mace windu present and honored because mace windu is dope but in another way i'm also thinking you know what maybe that's not the best thing there is in that like do i want every black character to be consolidated to only one family hmm. you know i i would yeah. like the idea that there are other black characters that just exist separately. Sure, sure. And like they're more, maybe have a more prolific presence than like, oh yeah, we're all in the Windu gang. Right. Or it, it would be, it would be maybe upsetting if they're like, oh, it's Lando Calrissian's son <laughs> because they're both black. And then right. Lando Calrissian would say, Colt 45 works every time. Colt 45. Yeah. Oh, one other thing on the whole Finn has the force um situation also the logic in why is finn and this is a point we can get into we can kind of maybe get into maybe we can get into ray then we can get into some of the the really heavy spoiler stuff Mm -hmm. um as well um uh finn picks up the lightsaber and starts doing work with it yeah he does and that's another situation that makes you go well i saw it with my buddy ali and he was like hold up wait a minute 
why is he wielding a lightsaber? And I'm like, you don't, maybe this is J.J. Abrams' elbow and you're going, uh, uh, he's got a lightsaber. Mm, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I so see. If, you, if you put all that stuff together, who just picks up, we've seen Han Solo pick up a lightsaber, cut open that, um, what is that? I think that was episode six. He cut open that, um, whatever the animal was and stuck Luke inside of it. That's the, the only other. Yeah, that's the only other situation where I can remember where someone who is not a Jedi or someone from the dark side is using a lightsaber, right? Yeah. This yeah. guy picks it up, and, it, and, it, and he was using it, but he was using it in a very primal way. He wasn't using it in this, I'm well-skilled. He's like, I'm going for it. But nonetheless, he has the courage to pick this thing up and use it and use it well. So that made me think, I really believe this guy has the force. And even Han Solo was explaining to him, he's like, all the stuff you heard about the force, it's in me, it's in you, it's in this, it's in that, yada, yada, yada. It's all true. And then there's a situation where um, Finn comes up with some sort of plan and Han's like, How's it gonna, how are you going to do that? He's going to go, we'll just use the force. Han goes, it doesn't, it doesn't work it like doesn't that. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. But it, I thought it was interesting that even Finn is going, well, I'm just going to use the force. So that to me, that's, that's my argument for why hashtag Finn has the force. Hashtag Finn has the force. Uh, hashtag force watch 24-7. There it is. Uh, hashtag Finn 2015. Hashtag Finpo 2016. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I, I like your approach primarily because the things that you're bringing up in my mind stood out as maybe plot flaws. Like, they, this is an issue in which they're just, they're just going to give a lightsaber to anybody, I guess, uh, is, is what I was thinking about when I saw Finn. It was awesome. It was really fun to watch that. But I was thinking, how, how, does, this, how does this function? How, how does he actually go toe-to-toe with Kylo Ren? I don't understand that. But I like your approach because I think it practices something that I, I'm trying to integrate more into my world as a geek, which is... Uh, fiction apologetics and trying to flex my brain into a way that I like that fiction apologetics that that does not deny a flaw and just say that was that was a mistake that ain't right continuity issue I try to I, I try to exercise my mind and my creativity to find an explanation for that Mm-hmm. And and that's actually something that's a concept that I'm I am I'm copping from uh, an, another podcast which is called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and there's an episode called The Future Is Blue, and it takes a look into these two guys who study science fiction and user interfaces and design and find out that there's kind of this this color pattern that they recognize in science fiction movies and uh, almost every computer or interface is blue and these these guys are curious and want to know why that is and they come up with this exercise of using these kind of like fiction apologetics to explain continuity issues in movies like why is it that queen amidala uses the exact same button to do four different utilities in the same ship like that doesn't make sense that's a continuity issue but really maybe if you think about it that's the button that the queen presses because she wants to be involved in a process but she doesn't (laughs) have the skill set to do it and so that's effectively the sci-fi version of ringing a bell to get Uh the person who does it to do it and i'm like "I, i really like that mental exercise I feel like that's a really good thing. That's something that I would like to practice more. Yeah. So I, I feel that coming from you, and I, I, I appreciate that. I like, I like the open angle on that. Yeah, and I'm saying these things because I actually 
that it just made sense to me in my mind. I wasn't trying to find a way to make Finn something he wasn't. I felt right. like, like I told you and like I told the internet, I try to go into the movie and let the storyteller tell me the story they want to tell me. Yeah. Not looking for them to tell me the story I want to hear. So yeah. that's the story that I heard. The story of Finn's, Finn has the force. You know, you name the thing the Force Awakenings. Well, if it's awakening, that would assume that it's asleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> words mean things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's yeah, awakening yeah. and this, you know what I mean? It just, it, it, you know, there's kind of little, there's little, you know, little messages that are there. You um, know, do you ever wonder what kind of, uh, what kind of people get hired onto a film like this to argue against things that could be problematic? Do you ever mm-hmm. think like maybe J.J. Abrams and, and Lucasfilm, they, they like hire a team of like super Star Wars geeks just so they could watch the first cut or read the script and be like, mm, no, 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 it would never, would never happen no, like that. That would then, never work. It yeah, would never and, happen like that. And it's like their way of making sure that they're safe against that criticism. You know, I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. I did not know that Mandalorian armor would not be available in the solar <laughs> system. I really appreciate you pointing that out to me. I took that for granted. Why do you know this information? But anyway, go ahead. I'm a Star Wars guy, man. I really love Star Wars. I'm like, if, and that's the sort of thing that happens in Star Wars. Somebody would be like, I saw a Gamorrean guard in uh, Maz's bar, and a Gamorrean guard would never be able to be there. How did he travel here? Um, and you know, like, that's the sort of stuff that comes up in Star Wars, and it makes me feel like I don't know where I can begin talking because I'm, I'm going to talk out of turn, and someone's going to correct me. Whatever. Someone is listening, and someone's thinking like. I don't know why you would say that issue. Good about for you. Good guard. for you, person. Hey, person. Hey, person out there on the internet who doesn't like this, God bless you. Hope you're able to enjoy this show. <laughs> and I hope you're able to appreciate it for what it is. But we're still going to keep talking whatever we want to talk. Cause but there's, there's, there's a lesson in there. You know, it's like people are passionate about what they're passionate about. You just, you need to, you need to learn to share it. Rather That's than the word. defend it. That's the word. Say that again, Adam, you for, the, for learn, the whole congregation. You have to learn to share it <laughs> rather than defend it. Right? Yes. And yes. It wasn't made just for you. It was made for all of us to experience yeah. in different ways. That's for all of us to share. And I think that's, that's something that's very significant. And I, I felt in watching this movie, I felt like it was being shared with me. I feel very excited about being in on the ground floor of, of talking about this. Uh, which brings me to... Because we are the first podcast that's ever talked this about this. This is it. This is the, the only one. I think probably the first and the last after this. Uh, <laughs> right. They're going to close the book and they're going to say everything that there was to say has been said. Thank you, uh, Adam and Octavius, for your service to this country and to this nation. To until this, episode eight. Until episode eight. And by the way, everything you said about uh, Tauntauns was wrong, Adam. Sorry. You've never seen Tauntaun. Wait till wait till this podcast actually comes out and all the actual pe- actually people come out. Actually, Adam Tedaris, yeah, um, I'll have you know that'll be fun. I'll receive that with It'll open be worth arms. It. Yeah, you were uh, saying though. I, I want to get into uh, a, a question here, and, and maybe this is the thing that we'll spend our time on here because I think this is a lingering question. It, it is for me anyway. Hopefully for you. Uh, so let's take turns answering this. Who is Ray? Um, that's what everybody's talking about right now after the movie yo who's yeah. ray i've talked yeah. to baristas 
Who is Ray? Who do you think Ray is? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think Ray, well, first of all, I think Ray is a dope character, and I like that she is tough. Hashtag um, where's Ray? By the way, uh, if, if Hasbro is listening to this, I know you're listening to this, Of Hasbro. course they are. We don't even need to. You just keep going. You don't even need how, to ask How are you going to sell uh, a, a six-pack of action figures that comes with six main characters from Force Awakens and not a single one in the box is Rey, the protagonist of the film? Is that really a thing? There's no... Yeah, that's a real thing. Look up... So I, who's look, in it? It's, it's uh, Han, Chewbacca, Finn... A uh, undisclosed, unnamed Tie Fighter pilot, an unnamed Stormtrooper. Uh, is that is that my six? I think that's everybody. That's five, I think. Okay, then there's one more. It is not Ray. Oh, it's, I, I, it's, I, I have no doubt in my mind it's Poe. It's Poe Dameron. So it, I don't even understand. Uh, I want to assume positive intent. But it's no, hard. No, no, it's no. It's very no. hard. I, I want, don't understand. I understand why you want to assume positive intent, but I think, you know, action figure companies, merchandise, you know, we see this all the time. How with Avengers. You, uh, Ray is the number one, if not number, shared number one with Finn. Yeah. Like, no, she is, the, she is the number one. Let's just call she it what is. it is. She, she is the number one character of the movie. Yeah. I read somewhere that apparently she's being uh, sold as an action figure with the label Jakku Scavenger. Not even Ray. It, like her name is in, in even all the box. Hmm. It just says Jakku Scavenger. Like, h- how are we so against the idea of a female action figure and like toys for like little, little boys or girls? And we just can't put the main character of the movie. This is that's ridiculous. This that is ridiculous. That's something I want to talk about maybe another time at length. But I am disappointed, man. I'm so disappointed. Hmm. She was dope. One of my favorite uh, Ray scenes was stop holding my hand. I don't need you to hold my hand. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ray, go ahead. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> go ahead, Ray. <laughs> Ray's like, I'm Ray like, hold up, wait, hold up a second, wait a minute. I don't need, I know how to run without you holding my hand. I, I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. good. I was like, that's that's, I like that. That's good. Ah, uh, she was, she was a hero, man. She was a role model. She was awesome. She, she in here fixing, fixing Han Solo's ship. Han looking at her like, I got it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. But She's like, which, no, I'm just helping you out. Like, that, yeah, that, right. goes, that goes right into the question, right? Like, I think the movie does uh, a substantial job of trying to make you think that Rey is either the child of Han and Leia or the child of Luke and right. someone. Right. right. So there's, there's an obvious uh, um, offering of clues toward either of them. Well, we know she has the Force, that's right. So now, and not, oh, not only that, we know she's got the force in, in a way like nobody has. First of all, all right, we, are we going to get into, uh, you know what? Great. Okay. Let me let you have your point first before I dive into that. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, when we see, when we see Ray use the force, she's never encountered it before. She is, uh, there, there are two moments that I can think of where she is, she's balling out of control. She uses a Jedi mind trick on someone didn't even know that was a really a thing you could do, mm-hmm. uh, except she had just uh, she had just resisted Jedi mind tricks uh, from uh, Kylo Ren. 
Kylo Ren's trying to use it on her. Somehow she manages to resist. And then later in captivity, she uses it. She practices it a little bit, fumbles over a little bit, and then she uses it with like supreme confidence. Right. And she gets a stormtrooper to uh, uh, unlock her and to walk away and put his gun down. By the way, that stormtrooper, Daniel Craig. I heard. I heard that, that was, was Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. That's awesome. It was Bond. Listen, so, hey, uh, JJ or whoever's directing the next one, if you need a guy to wear a stor- stormtrooper helmet or. You know, a little CGI extra work. I'm good for that. You yeah. know, you can reach out to me. I'm available. You know, I'll fly myself out. Whatever. You, no, see, I'm talking too much because I could have really, got a free free flight out of that. No, that's so really nice. Of, I, I think that's nice of you to offer that up. I think that was really noble and good. And, you know, for you to volunteer that role, yeah, that's, sure. you know, that's great. That's good on you. I'm here to help the franchise out and get a check. You know? Yeah. If, yo, uh, JJ. You want to make an action figure out of me? I'm good. If you if you want me to be a stormtrooper in the next movie, I'm not down with that. I need my face to be in that oh, okay. film. Got I'm, you. I'm, I I'm, I can't cover this up. I'm not going <laughs> right. to cover this up. Right. We need the Commissioner Gordon stash to to breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe under that helmet. It looks right. like I have I have a slight claustrophobia. Uh, I just don't want to be in that suit. I appreciate your offer though. Thank you very much. Um, I will play. Uh, anyone else, as long as I have at least 120 minutes of screen time. Fair enough. That's a good deal. I thought. But yeah, back to Ray. We were saying that um, we don't know who she is, nope. and I'm okay with that because I'm. I care. Like, the, like, like I've told you guys before. Why do I care? I, you've done a good enough job dragging me in. I want to know more about Poe. I want to know more about Kylo Ren. I want to know more about Finn. I want to know more about Ray. You know, I want it like there's you've you've presented a story to me that I'm interested in. I'm in. I'm into it. You know, but you give me enough payoff and the awesome character that you've developed and the amazing adventure you've taken me on with Ray, with Finn, with Han, with Chewbacca, with BB-8, with Poe. With Kylo Ren, that I'm in. I'm in for the next movie. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's yeah. okay that the movie ends with a kind of, wait a minute. So she says to Finn, I'll see you at another time or something like that. It's like, okay, so hopefully we're going to see Finn again and maybe we'll find out more about his story. But it wasn't a situation where the movie ends and you're like, whoa, whoa, you didn't answer any of my questions. Yeah. You know that, you know that feeling when the movie ends and you're like, nah, man, like this is, this is a, this is a cop out. Sure. But, you know, I'm okay not knowing. But, I did have some questions that were not problems. Now is the were, time, man. Air that. That were confusing. There's a situation where I see Finn and me going, okay, I think this dude has the force. Hashtag Finn has the force. Because he's yeah. doing some force-ish kind of things in a kind of primitive way. But I okay. see Ray doing things with the force that are just like how did you get so good with something like this i got a theory on that okay tell me your theory because because the reason why because ray being so good at it kind of feeds my finn theory yeah because if because my thing is well if ray can do it why can't finn do it in a lower level i uh okay so uh i this is my favorite part of Star Wars, the, the conversations about it, the, the mysteries that are left to uh, unfurl, the, this is the fun stuff, coming up with, with theories and ideas and seeing what pans out in the next few movies. But this, this is what I believe, uh, based on a conversation, 
Okay. Based on a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, he, he brings this idea up and we start fleshing it out. And it goes like this. We think that Ray is either the, 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 the child of Luke, maybe, or the child of Han and Leia, maybe. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of substantial evidence that leads toward either. She mm-hmm. is an excellent engineer. She's a terrific pilot. Right. She uh, is pretty crafty. She is liked by Chewbacca. I mean, Han actually says, Chewie likes you. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of things that, that seem to make sense. She yeah, even looks yeah. a little bit like Leia, just a little bit. Um, well, I guess they've done her hair in a similar way. Yeah, sure. Similar-ish. I mean, you know? White girl, brown hair, right? So there's opportunity here. From maybe this is his lineage, <laughs> right? And, and you know we can't we can't make too many guesses on the uh, the who she might be the mother or who would be her mother if uh, she is the child of Luke because we don't know who Luke Luke's has out here. been with. We just kind Luke's of assume uh, slinging his lightsaber around. Uh, apparently, know? maybe. Although Possibly. I kind of feel like that's not the case. Like I, that that would be a very large omission of the plot. Like oh, in the last fifteen years, you haven't seen me, but I've been. You know, swing my lightsaber. <laughs> you know, at any prime queen that want me. Luke was a Rolling Stone. Yeah, exactly. And it, he's he's rolled off the face of the solar system, I guess. <laughs> so trying you know, to avoid trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, this, trying to avoid paying child support. Is that what this what is all about? Wait wow. a minute. So are you trying to tell me Luke done gone out here? Okay, got some woman pregnant, yeah. and then ran off trying to avoid child support. Did you read the script for the next movie? How do you know this? Hey, listen. You know, I, I've already said too much. I'll let you continue on with your thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's my, here's my conceit. We're given those options, right? It's like it's either this or it's either that. I'm not satisfied by that. I can understand okay. why they would say it's, it's one or the other. And I feel like there's a very strong reason to believe that she is, uh, she is uh, a Skywalker. However, okay. However, I think that's too easy. That's not. It's not creative enough. I don't think that anyone at Lucasfilm would just play it like that. It's like, oh, she's Luke's kid, but you could probably guess that. And in two years, when the movie comes out, finally, I'm like, oh man, I knew that for two years. I've been hmm. thinking about that for two years. So I think it's got to be more than that. So here's my idea. Okay. I believe when Vader was dying, or very shortly after Vader died, someone who worshipped Vader and wanted to see the Empire come back takes a little bit of his DNA, his cells. Let's say maybe they were storing that somewhere. They did do extensive surgery on Anakin to turn him into Darth Vader. So it's definitely possible that they have some DNA, some cells, something laying around. And experiment on that. Maybe you want to see an opportunity in which they can regrow Vader and think, if only we can raise Vader in complete uh, uh, dark force, in complete like Sith surrounding, then he will bring the Empire back. Because you remember, Anakin grew up being trained by uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn and like mm-hmm. doing the, the light mm-hmm. side of the force. Right. So maybe that's what made it so he, he wasn't able to achieve all that he wanted and the Empire failed. So if someone worshipped Vader and respected his power and wanted to see him come back, what if we put him under an environment of only Sith influence and then brought him back to power and then we would dominate? So my idea is that they've, they've experimented with trying to regrow 
possibly cloning Vader as, as often as they can. And it's just never panned out. And maybe there was one example in which a girl was being raised from his cells, effectively kind of like offspring of Vader, but a little bit like a clone. We know cloning is possible. We know that's possible in the Star Wars universe. Jango Fett. Jango Fett and all of the clone troopers uh, in the Clone Wars. Uh, maybe they're, they're raising these kids and, and one of them got lucky and was saved, let's say by Luke. And Luke found this child and said, I'm saving this kid. You're not doing this anymore. And brain wipes the child, sends the kid to another family, gets left on Jakku and thinks, I'm saving you from whatever they were trying to make you to be. And at some point in time, they're going to find your force. They're going to know that you are there and I want you to be far away. So they're going to have a hard time reaching you. And the reason that I'm thinking about this is because I do believe she's a Skywalker, but I don't think it's as traditional as I am Luke's daughter or Han and Leia's daughter, because Leia's a Skywalker too. But I do think there's an interesting dynamic in which Kylo Ren now has a rivalry against Rey, and Kylo worships Darth Vader. You know, he, he actually looks at that crushed mask and he says, I will finish what you started. Yo, tell and, me Kylo Ren is not the like stereotypical geek slash nerd yeah, is. who's totally like absorbed into their particular aspect of geekdom. Which, which is why, you know, think th- it's almost that, funny. It's almost like a joke. Like they're like they're spoofing. Given, given that, given that articulation, I agree with you. How upset would Kylo Ren be to discover that as hard as he tries to be like Vader, who he worships, right? That's his grandfather. As hard as he tries to be like Vader, he's only, what, like a quarter of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And the person who's fighting against him, who's stronger, is actually more Vader than he could ever be. How infuriating would that be if he engages with Ray and Ray is kind of like a clone of Vader and he realizes that and realizes that this, this person fighting for the light side of the force is more Vader than I could dream of. I could never achieve that. And I think that would send him totally over the edge. That would do a lot for the dynamic between them. And we know that the force is familial in that like Skywalker had strong force. Right, Anakin had right. a strong force. The so, force is strong with this one. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this keeps her in the family and also maybe it's kind of like a memory in that she was incredibly powerful. This explains why she was so strong in using it, even though she had never encountered it before. It's almost as if it's awakened something that's been dormant in her for her whole life. And now it's like, boop, triggered. Now is the time that the light force needs to be balanced using her as its vessel and fight against Kylo Ren and the dark side. I feel like there are a lot of really interesting elements at play it also offers ray an opportunity to have an internal struggle in that she's a clone of vader and if she learns that that is the truth then she's going to want to be she'll be pretty upset she'll be like whoa 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 i am not him i I don't want to be him and maybe she needs to learn how she stays away from that from what he ended up becoming Mm -hmm. she can't live in the footsteps of of her father slash, you know, like clone effectively. Right. So I think, I think that gives her some opportunity to wrestle with her identity and also to take on destiny to, to question what is she supposed to become? 
Is she supposed to be in the shadow of the person that she, she was, where she comes from? Or does she need to exceed that? Well, Adam, I got to tell you, I hear your idea, and it's a huge jump for me to take. Why? Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. It's just like there's a lot of information that I don't know. And I'm okay with that. I mean, it's fun to speculate. It's fun. But it's hard for me to kind of land there and kind of go, yeah, I think that's it. But that's, so my, that's okay. I mean, it's my fun. thing is, is, you know, I'm as a, as a very, very big Star Wars fan, uh, all, of these, all, of, all of the ideas that I got swirling in my mind, I have a very easy time corroborating with other evidence I have from the Star Wars universe, namely because I want to. Right. I want to justify the idea <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> so I want like, it to be true. I'm like, oh, well, that could be possible because thermal detonators work like this. You know, I can connect those ties together because I, I have some of that information. It's, it's just kind of like flotsam and jetsam. I just pick the ones that I want that mm-hmm. service my theory. Uh, but I, uh, I don't know. I guess the, the edit at the end of the day, what I'm, what I'm asking for is don't make it as, as simple and straightforward. You don't want it to be, you want, you want it to be, a ah uh, moment. You don't want it to be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want it to be, y- yes, that's true. I want it to be something that seems like it was imagined and thought through instead of someone be like, well, yeah, of course she's got the power. She's Luke's kid. Well, listen, if that Adam, happens, yo, Octavius, if that happens, I'll be so disappointed. So you're trying to tell me you don't want it to be that Luke Skywalker is trying to avoid paying child support? Yeah. <laughs> Because that sounds like an awesome story to me. Think about it, Adam. Yo, they coming for me. And you think (laughs) they is like... Kylo Ren is boys like nah. Is that, is that that's why my he, PO is coming for that's me? That's why he grew his beard. You know what I mean? He grew like, his beard and got the hood on. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he didn't respond right away when she was pointing the lightsaber at him because he was like, I don't, I don't know are what you, you're talking about. Are you talking to me? Oh, no. Me? Oh no no no. I'm just hanging out here. I'm on vacation for the past like 15 years. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like come on. How how crazy? Like I'd be mean, long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Dudes were still not paying child support. You know, <laughs> I think okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you right. know? I see it. Let's I just see it. let's just explore for a second. No, I'm I kidding. I don't think that's the case. It's possible, but, but that would be funny. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. That's yeah. again. That's the fun. That's Star Wars. I, it's. I had so much damn fun watching this movie, and it's only even better now because we get to have conversations about what happens next. Where these people yeah. come from. What do they do? Why do they like that? That 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 that. that that's the best, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I am looking forward to them explaining because, you know, the, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that made me raise an, raise an eyebrow for the movie is how is Ray able to, you know, wield the force so um, effectively. We've got Kylo Ren, who's been training for through context, looks like years, you know. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Chewie shot him. So he was, you know, he wasn't at 100 mm-hmm. percent. But, you know, how is she snatching the lightsaber away from him and, you know, wielding it and resisting the Jedi mind tricks and all this kind of stuff? Like, how, how is that happening? You know, based on, I'm okay based with on not knowing, the, you know, but I'm looking forward to that answer coming. Based on all the positivity that we I think you and I are sharing about the movie, I feel like we could have an entire uh, episode uh in which we talk about the things that left us wanting. Like, they, we, we could devote maybe an equal amount of time to belaboring the things that maybe we're, we were not satisfied with. I know I could. 
I have mm-hmm. I got I have a laundry list of things that I want to be nitpicky about, and the reason that they're they're not that important to me is because I accept the movie for what it was. It was total joy. I have trust in the filmmakers to do this right, and I'm excited to keep talking about it. The mystery is available to me. I am I'm proud that we finally have a movie in which. Uh, we have a female protagonist who kicks ass, and we have a, a black protagonist who kicks ass, and, and like th- it's just taken too long for these things to exist. And I want to focus on that. That's just so good. All of those things are so good. The yeah, nerd in me says, "Yeah, but," and then I have all these like logistical issues that I want to go over. But that's a part of our culture too. Like we need to, we, the, the yeah, buts are a part of who we are as yeah. geeks. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? The actually is what we do, you know, that's, that's part of how we get down. So <clears throat> we can't avoid that. But I think personally, um, a lot of times people spend 90% of their time talking about the 10% of the stuff they don't like. That's true. You know, that's true. Um, but I definitely think in order to give real cr- constructive feedback, we need to talk about the things that had an opportunity for improvement and stuff we didn't like. But I like the fact that we spent, you know, a nice chunk of time talking about something in our culture that we loved when there's so much out on the Internet that just spends all their time hating. And we learn from working at the big fruit company, yeah. people are going to spend like there's not going to be a whole lot of people who come back and tell you what a great job you did, but there's going to be huge amounts of people that are going to come back talking about what a bad experience they had. That's so, always the case, and, and you know, I, I think you and I, you and I, uh, it take take a little bit of pride in in not participating in in that culture, right? Like the first thing that we're going to talk about, and the thing that we'll talk the most about and loudest about, are the things that we appreciate. That we have gratitude for, and then yes, uh, some critical appraisal is is necessary too, and we could do that, and we could do that in a constructive way. Mm-hmm. And that, and I think that that like that Ray part is really, really the only thing. Oh well, one other thing, <laughs> one other thing yeah. is hey, we have to destroy this pl- um, um that's a big gun, so we're just gonna fly in, and then we're gonna dip down the thing, we're gonna shoot the things out, and then we're gonna fly out. It's like, <laughs> okay, let's get ready, eat, break. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, uh, uh, my buddy who I seen the movie with, he elbowed me and goes, oh, that's what they're going to do. Oh, they're just going to fly in there and just do that real quick? Okay. Yeah. That was another point that I was like, mm, that, uh, okay. that was like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, my God, did you see Starkiller just destroyed three or four planets? What are we going to do? We're going to swoop like, in real quick. Well, and, uh, we're, we're, we'll fly over. We'll blow it up. Okay. And then they, and then they do. Right, I gotta I gotta drop by the bank because I gotta cash this check. Okay, I'm gonna go get some groceries because my wife's cooking tonight. While I'm doing that, I'm gonna swing by, pick up a couple of my boys from my fleet. We gonna fly out, swoop down in the thing. I'm gonna fly around, hit it a couple times, blow the joint out, come back, drop the groceries off. We gonna grab a drink, come back home, dinner in my place. <laughs> this is what they said. That's how matter of factly they said it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had that one guy. They're like, "This guy used to be a stormtrooper. Can you help us?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, for sure." And then yeah. they uh, get there, see- and he's like, "Oh, what did you <laughs> used to do?" I was a janitor. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> That's uh, it. Tell us what to do. You know. So it's you know. But I think again, they earn- here's the thing. They earned it from me because they. It's like it's like I forget what the exact terminology is, but. If you put enough money in the bank, 
then you can withdraw on that money. You know, they had so much money in the bank of dividends, joy dividends. and excitement. Yeah. And, 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 and expectation and happiness with me that when those moments happened, they weren't glaring. Yeah. They washed right over them with something else cool that happened. Okay, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a suggestion right now. Here's, here's how we play okay. this. Because something that I, I, I don't like is when I listen to a review of something that I love, I like listening to other people uh, add commentary or opinion on something that I appreciated a lot. And something that I don't like is when that rounds out and they add some like negativity or, or, or question or, or uh, problematic elements into that. And then it makes me feel all down on the thing that I like, right? Like I'm dumb. Like I like, I like it in spite of those things. So here's what I'm going to recommend we do. Okay. We wrap this up. This session you and I have, this is a love fest, man. We wrap this up. People choose to listen to, to, to this, this uh, one shot of CBJ, and they just appreciate it with us, appreciate Star Wars with us. And then we do another one in which we ask some of those questions, and you listen to that only if you want to be a part of that conversation. If you want to have an exposure to a few of those gripes, rather than kind of salt those things into the love fest. Mm-hmm. No okay, need, I get that. No need to spoil the pot. So we just kind of do a separate experience. Look, you want to be a part of that thing? Cool. Let's do that. All right. Well, I think this has been a good show, man. I say so. And you know what? Every time I talk about Star Wars, I want to see it again. I just yeah, want to see, like it to see it a again. second time, which I don't do very often. I was just about to say that. There are very few movies that I'm excited about go seeing, going to see again. I just saw Hateful Eight. I am never going to see that movie again. We got to talk about that. And it's not because yeah, it was, it was bad. It was just that I'm, uh, it's just, you know, I'm not going. I left that theater. The first thing I said to my friend I saw it with is like, I'll probably never see that again. Don't take that as me saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying, you know. You only need a, that experience once. Yeah, time. it's not a rewatchable thing. Uh, we, we, we will do a one shot on Hateful Eight. I just saw it last night. We'll do a one shot on Hateful Eight. Uh, that that episode of CBJ will be three hours and seven minutes. It will <laughs> right. be shot in <laughs> right. seventy millimeter film, exactly. and it, it will feature an intermission. Yes, yeah. All jokes that people get who have seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little inside baseball. But yeah, man, great show. I'm loving doing this. Hope you guys are enjoying listening to it. Um, yep. And hopefully, we're adding a little bit of happiness and joy to your lives. And hopefully um, this is an entry point for the geek culture for people who have stepped away for a while and want to come back in or for people who are part of the culture who want to introduce some of their friends. And that's what our goal is. And that's what we're trying to do. And Comic Book Junto, you know, Comic Book Junto doesn't have to only be about comic books. Uh, Comics are what Octavius and I have in common. That's, That's what binds us. That's our force. Force binds all living things, and comics do that. Force for, binds for he and comics. I. See what we did there? The binding yep. of a oh, yep. whatever. Go ahead. Yep. It's a I bad like joke it. if you have to I explain like it. it. Go ahead. The spine of a comic book. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, you know, Comic Book Junto is a place where we, we, we talk about the things that we love. We, 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 sort of, we explore some of those things as if we're new to the subject, because sometimes we are. We want to make that stuff as accessible as possible, like you said, Ak. And, uh, I think CBJ gives us an opportunity to talk about you know, the geek culture, movies, TV shows. We'll get into some other things. I don't know, maybe a, books. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about whatever drives us. Whatever. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. But comics are kind of at the core there. Uh, yeah. 
So we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this love fest. Next time uh, you tune in, we'll have some questions for Star Wars and J.J. Abrams. I got some. I got some questions. We're gonna we're gonna call JJ JJ Abram to the uh, front of the congregation and ask him a couple questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really so, hope he shows up. <laughs> so tell the people where they can find you on the internet, Adam. If you want to find out a, more about uh, what I'm thinking and, and basically just see me retweet fan art of Finn, uh, uh, I'm at, <laughs> at I'm on Twitter at. Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Uh, I am on Instagram as well uh, at the, under the same name, Adam Teteris. Uh, hit me up. Uh, Octavius, how about you? Um, I am on internet. I am on the internet and <laughs> Twitters and Instagrams. All that. Um, at Octavius A. Newman. That's at O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Um, this podcast it's brought to you through Bear Fruit, which is a lifestyle brand dedicated to turning our beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same thing. Um, so you can check Bear Fruit out at bearfruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. Same thing on Instagram and Twitter at B3ARFRUIT. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars, positive rating, subscribe, rate, review, and share this with people because you know we want to be able to extend this conversation as much as we possibly can because what we really believe is this culture is more fun when you share it yeah you know and what was that what was that quote you said it's about um it's about sharing what you love not defending what you love right and that's what we want to do so if you're enjoying this share it share with some folks yeah and and leave us a review so we know how you feel about it yeah, that's kind of like it. That's an internet high five. That's that was the feeling that I had. There it is. When I I, I was watching Star Wars, and uh, leave us a high five if if you like what you're listening to. All right. So until next time, may the force be with you. Oh, may the force be with you too, Oct. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Bye bye. <laughs>